Hi, everyone, and welcome to Murder and Merlot. We are a true crime book club podcast. I'm your host, Tara. And I'm your host, Michelle. We are putting down our books and picking up the paper. Because this is the morning news. Yes, and before we dive into the morning news, we just have some Murder and Merlot update housekeeping. Um, recently, life has been a little bit crazy for us, and we've decided that we're going to start posting every other week. And that's just really to focus not only on our own mental health, but then as well, we can do more with our, you know, have better quality product for you guys, rather than always trying to rush. Like if you haven't noticed, I've been quite late uploading and that kind of stuff. And I don't want to put out a rush product. I want to put out a good product. So hope you guys are cool with that. Yes. And, you know, you're working full time and it's calving season and life is just crazy. It's stressful. I've had a stress migraine for two weeks straight now. So I'm like, I need to take a step back a little bit and just, you know, work on work on my brain here. Right. And if the thing that is bringing us joy is mm-hmm. causing us stress, then it's, yeah. it's not bringing us joy anymore. So exactly. Um, and two I, weeks, every mm-hmm. two week episodes is going to be fine. Exactly. And if you don't like it, well, come edit for us. <laughs> I'm taking applications, but we don't have the money Please. to pay you. <laughs> so <laughs> if a you volunteer position, yes, only. <laughs> it's a passion project. So <laughs> if you would like to help and get us back to every week, then Certainly, by all means, reach out to us. That would be fine. (laughs) (laughs) Love it. Yes. So just basically, we're going to post morning news this week. Next week is Helter Skelter Book Club. And then after that, we'll be here every other week cycle. So yeah. Mm -hmm. And that's what I have about that. (laughs) Yes. Cool. I have a couple true crime updates mm-hmm. or news updates, I suppose. Um, so Derek Chauvin, who, as we all know, was the the lead guy in the George Floyd incident. He mm-hmm. was convicted of all three counts of manslaughter, second degree murder and third degree murder this week. So that was a huge win for mm-hmm. everybody involved. And hopefully it's a step in the right direction for continued justice for everyone, I guess. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I was surprised, but I shouldn't, like, I shouldn't be surprised that there was actually a conviction, mm-hmm. but um, yeah, super happy about it. And sounds like the deliberation was super fast. I think they had really strong evidence and they're like, yeah, no, he's absolutely at fault. That was murder. He had ample time to stop what he was doing yeah. and realize that that was not okay. Yep. So yeah, so that's amazing. Yes, excellent. And the other thing I just wanted to bring up, I don't know if you've heard about this, but um, Alberta recently passed Claire's Law, and I thought it was awesome. So I just wanted to talk about it. Mm -hmm. Um, So Claire's Law allows people who feel they may be at risk to apply for information related to a partner's potential risk for domestic violence. Police can also warn potential victims of danger. This is overall awesome because victims and survivors of intimate violence can now feel completely supported by the RCMP instead of being denied information because of privacy laws. Mm -hmm. So if you're in a situation where your partner is beating the crap out of you and you want to know if he's ever done this before, Mm -hmm. you can go to the RCMP, apply for Claire's Law, and Mm -hmm. they can they can help you out. And if you're applying for Claire's Law, then it's giving the RCMP a more more opportunities 
to help mm-hmm. you get out of that situation that you're in, even if your partner doesn't have um, a previous record. So I yeah. thought that was awesome. That is awesome. Yeah, I did see a little bit about that and I thought it was fantastic. Like I get privacy laws, like especially, you know, in the medical field, but when it comes to domestic violence, like why are we protecting yeah. like repeat offenders and just letting them continue? So absolutely, right. exactly. people should be able to have access to that. And obviously just not, open access, but you should be able to find out if you are in a situation like that. So that's amazing. Yeah, and it's an application process. So you mm-hmm. have to like mm-hmm. apply for Claire's law, but then, yeah. like I said, it gets the RCMP involved and are yeah. more able to help you out. So yeah. And then I'm sure they have resources available for those that are applying. So that's, that's exactly. amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Awesome. That was huge. So, well, good job, Alberta. Fun. Cool. Updates. I know. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Well, shall we dive into this week's episode then? Yeah. All right, friends, grab your glass and get cozy. Let's talk about murder. Tink, tink. Just big old glass of wine. <laughs> yeah. It's one of those weeks, eh? Yeah. Much needed. Much, much needed. Uh, so I get to go first mm-hmm. today. And it's kind of like... The week that you're like, I'm going to tell you a story, but it's not my bizarre article yet, but it's still kind of bizarre. Mm, I love those. So it's going to be kind of like that. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> so the article title is Salon Owner Who Offered Vampire Facials Indicted on Two Dozen Counts After Clients Contract HIV. Yikes. Bad news bears. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love that. Right? It's bad. Uh-huh. Um, the author is Chris Harris and my source is people.com. So Maria Ramos de Ruiz, who is 59, former owner of VIP beauty salon and spa was formally charged on Monday. The indictment was officially announced by the New Mexico attorney general's office on Wednesday. A statement from the state's attorney general confirms an investigation into Ramos de Ruiz began in 2019 after quote, at least two of the salon's clients contracted HIV after receiving vampire facials, mm-hmm. end quote. So I Googled it. Mm-hmm. Yep. A vampire facial is when your own blood is collected, spun, and then the platelet-rich plasma is injected back into your face along with a hy- hyaluronic acid filler. Mm. And it can be effective in improving your skin's texture, reducing wrinkles, and rejuvenating your skin. And I'm all about a good skincare routine, but this sounds excessive. Hmm. I can kind of understand mm-hmm. the, you know, thought behind it, but like, you know, how many products are out there right now in this day and age with right, like, plenty of, you know, signs to back them up. I don't think we need to be injecting your own, I don't know, <laughs> plasma back into your face. Right. It's just, Go get yourself an anti-aging serum and a night cream, and you should be fine. Mm-hmm. Just saying. Absolutely. Find a good dermatologist if you're having troubles. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Anyways, so the New Mexico Department of Health began investigating the VIP salon in August of 2018 after learning that a person with no risk factors for HIV had contracted the bloodborne infection after getting a vampire facial at the VIP beauty salon and spa. The Department of Health, the New Mexico Regulation and Licensing Department, uh, Deputy Director of Boards and Commissions, they all ex- inspected the VIP spa the following month. While they learned Ramos de Ruiz did have a cosmetologist license, 
However, it had expired in 2013. Hmm. I mean, to me, 2013 Quote. doesn't sound that long ago, but it really is a while ago. <laughs> it, dude, it's, it's 2021. I know. Right? <laughs> I mean, I don't want to accept that, but yeah, no, that's a while ago. I know, it's not okay. Yeah. So, quote, Ramon Ruiz told them she does breast and buttock sculpting, cellulite treatments, and vampire facials. Hmm. Investigators found numerous health code violations and unsafe infection and control practices, including unwrapped needles, blood being dumped into the kitchen sink, and unlabeled syringes beside food in the refrigerator, end quote. Ooh, I hate that. <laughs> yeah. <it's> not... <laughs> As somebody that works with... Great biosecurity and bodily fluids that's awful bad it's not good bad practice additionally the investigation turned up quote foreign and american prescription and dangerous drugs and medical products that required an order from a licensed physician end quote mm -hmm. so where are you getting those from yeah that's my question exactly Inspectors alleged that the apparatus used to extract clients' blood and return it to their skin weren't adequately cleaned or disinfected between uses. They further alleged that Ramos de Ruiz displayed phony diplomas and educational certificates inside the salon, saying she was trained to perform Botox procedures and vampire facials. Ramos de Ruiz was ordered to cease the procedures in late 2018. Then, in February 2019, it was learned a second person had contracted HIV after receiving a vampire facial treatment from Ramos de Ruiz. And both clients tested positive for the same strain of the HIV virus. Great. Great. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> yeah. So authorities allege that 137 clients received unlicensed and fraudulent services from Ramos de Ruiz. She is charged with individual counts of racketeering and fraud, as well as five counts of practicing medicine without a license six counts of money laundering, four counts of tax evasion, and seven counts of willful, willful failure to collect and pay taxes. It was unclear Thursday if she'd entered pleas to the charges or had a lawyer who could speak on her behalf. Oh, wow. Okay. So I, I read this article title and I didn't look into it further, but I'm glad you did because that was fantastic. <laughs> but I also just kind of thought like, <clears throat> well, clearly they didn't have good sanitation practices. So obviously like that really sucks. But clearly she's got a lot of other things going on there too, like practicing medicine without oh, a yeah. license and money laundering and tax evasion. So it's like, okay, no, that goes further than what I was just okay, originally honey. thinking. Yeah. So you're a bad person. <laughs> yeah, you're not good. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I mean, technically I'm surprised she wasn't um, charged with assault because if these two people got HIV from her, mm -hmm. that's biohazardous warfare basically <laughs> basically that's that's horrible and terrifying could you imagine getting that call like oh yeah have you recently visited this spa well <laughs> we got some news for you <laughs> you should go get checked yeah get yeah checked that's it'd be bad that's horrible and i thought i knew what a vampire facial was like i've seen kind of versions of it on youtube like youtubers doing that but that is not at all mm -hmm. what the versions that I've seen, that is much more intense than what I've seen. Like I thought it was more like just rubbing your own blood, like on your face and like basically a facial with your own blood, which was also like really nasty Bathory style, right? hundred yeah. <laughs> percent. But that's like much more intense. That's exactly what I pictured, but yeah, yeah no, this is, 
I love that they said the alleged apparatus used to extract client's blood and blah, 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 was not equally disinfected between each client. Like, why aren't you using a new needle and syringe every time in like blood tubes? What the hell? Yeah. What is this apparatus? I I picture something that you'd see on American Horror Story. I'm not even going to lie. Me too. hundred (laughs) percent. You have to call it an apparatus. That concerns me. (laughs) Exactly. Wow. Okay. Great story. Yeah. I told you it was good. Yeah. I enjoyed that. Also makes me feel mm-hmm. kind of gross because I don't like unsanitary practices. <laughs> I know. I know. I had some big feels because I'm mm-hmm. like, no, I was the biosecurity person. No. Yep. Yep. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right. So my turn. So my article yeah. today is titled paramedic slashed in face with stanley knife while working sounds awful this is from metro.co.uk and the author is jen mills so a paramedic has been slashed in the face after being flagged down by a member of the public the ambulance crew member was attacked with what was believed to be a stanley knife and to me stanley knife what we've always called it is like an exacto knife or like a box cutter so that terrifies oh, me okay I was like, yeah what the hell is this i know I, I googled it because i was like i am not 100 percent sure but yeah like so an exacto knife one you can like super sharp blade that you can move okay. up and down you know one of those nice terrifying Ooh. my parents always like <laughs> warned me about really... those knives like do not go anywhere near them because they are so sharp so yeah yeah not great after police attended, they were reportedly also assaulted when trying to deal with the incident in the Middlesbrough area on Friday evening. In a Facebook post, Cleveland Police Special Constibulary wrote, quote, Two of our officers working our Medicar last night were attending an incident where an ambulance staff member reported being assaulted while assisting a member of the public. The medical staff had been slashed across the face with what was believed to be a Stanley Blade. Was that your stomach just growling? Because it sounded really loud. Sure was. Okay. (laughs) No problem. Should I start over or just keep going? (laughs) Just keep going. Okay, cool. (laughs) Our officers conducted an area search and thanks to a call from the member of the public, were swiftly able to locate and arrest a female. Unfortunately, while dealing with the incident, both of our volunteer officers were assaulted. One was slapped across the face and the other kicked repeatedly in the chest. In total, four separate emergency service workers received unnecessary injury as they went around their business trying to help the public. Our officers will be out again tonight to try to help where we can, end quote. So the events that took place aren't entirely clear, but from what I read, an ambulance crew was flagged down early in the morning of April 23rd, and while assessing the person who stopped them, they were assaulted and obviously they sustained the facial injuries. From what I read, some places it sounds like somebody else attacked them as they were looking at this person, but then some kind of sounded like the person who they were looking at attacked them. So I'm really not sure what exactly happened there, but it's terrifying Weird. regardless. No kidding. <laughs> and then also, obviously, the people that came to help in that situation, the slashing, also got attacked. Like, that's horrible. Yeah. There has been a rising trend of violence towards ambulance crews and other healthcare professionals during the pandemic, and I'm pretty sure that is happening worldwide, which I can't even express how upsetting that is to me. 
because, you know, they're not under enough pressure and strain from what's happening in the world right now. Now they have to deal with this. Like we need assholes. Yeah. Come right. on. Just be better humans. Jesus Christ. Just, yeah. Be good humans. That's all we ask. Mm -hmm. So the Northeast Ambulance Service, so this is all in the UK, is starting a hashtag more than a uniform campaign to raise awareness about these concerns. And they will continue to highlight and report incidences from which staff are put into risk or brought harm. So I thought that was really interesting. And I think it should be happening more that these cases are made totally. public. So then people can see and maybe somebody will be held accountable and they people can't just get away with this. Totally. I think it happens everywhere yeah. oh, all the time <laughs> and it it was happening before the pandemic because people are terrible to healthcare workers all the time but right now people are just Always. so yeah. much so much worse to deal with at the moment totally yeah so oh, makes me mad <laughs> me too gets me fired up so that was my really quick article for today but um i just wanted to say be better treat each other with respect you know like you were supposed to be raised to do. I shouldn't have to tell you this. I'm not your mother. Right. Just, just be a better person. You're goddamn grown-ups. Just be good yes. people. Yeah. So act like it. That's it. That's yes. all. That's what I have to say. Just a small little request from us. That's it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Although I don't think our listeners are the people that are the concern. I know. You know what? Our spread the word. Fantastic. I know. But yeah. spread the word. <laughs> Call people out if they're exactly. being shitty. Put them in their place. Tell them it's not okay. Definitely. Mm -hmm. Definitely. So today's bizarre article mm -hmm. is a listener send in and I'm excited about it. That's awesome. So Julie sent this into us. She says she loves the morning news mm -hmm. and um, it's definitely a headline that catches your attention. Okay, great. I'm so ready so for this. Let me just, <laughs> let me just I'm going to have a drink. So don't start reading until I'm done. Cause I don't want to spit my water out onto my microphone. Okay. That is my request. Okay, I'm good. I'm ready. So the title reads, Man on trial in Madrid, Spain, for killing and eating his mother. No, that's bad. <laughs> bad. It's not okay. Why am I laughing? <laughs> it's horrible. Uh, all right. Because we're uncomfortable. Because we're uncomfortable and there's cannibalism. <laughs> and, you know, once cannibalism's like, introduced you just you can't look away yeah it's true it's just gonna be all uncomfortable laughter from here on out <laughs> totally uh so this is from bbc.com and the article goes like this okay <laughs> alberto sanchez gomez was arrested in 2019 after police went to the home of his 66 year old mother following concerns from a friend police said they found body parts scattered around the apartment some kept in plastic containers. The defendant has told the court he does not remember dismembering and eating his mother. He is reported to have been suffering from a personality disorder as well as a drug habit prior to his arrest. Spanish media say he has been known to police because of violence against his mother, Maria Soldad Gomez, sorry, I'm not very good with that name, and that he had breached a restraining order at the time of his arrest. The court heard of the macabre scene police found at the home in eastern Madrid in February 2019. Some of the human remains were in the process of being cooked and others stored in containers. 
The defendant, who was 26 at the time, reportedly confessed to strangling his mother and said that he had sometimes eaten the body parts and sometimes given them to the dog. The mm. trial continues. Sharing is caring. The poor dog. <laughs> I know. I'm kidding. It's awful. <laughs> I just don't know what to say. <laughs> his poor mother. But the poor dog is yeah. like... <laughs> He doesn't even have a choice. That's so funny because my brain totally went to that poor dog as well. (laughs) But obviously that poor mother. Poor mother. Like, oh my gosh. That's awful. Oh my God. It's pretty simple. Don't eat the person who gave you life. Just how about just a standard rule of don't eat people? Can I put that out there? I feel like I'm like really having to lecture the world right now but i feel like these are straightforward things i should not have to say exactly and definitely not the woman who gave you life yes well yeah because right i don't yeah yeah i want to think about that that's horrible (laughs) wow yeah Mm -hmm. yeah thanks julie thanks julie that was certainly fun that definitely gave me like Oh, my Nelson slash Jeffrey Dahmer vibes. Totally. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. It's a terrible I, dog, man. I know. It's a terrible that I have like more questions. Like, how long did this go on for? Like, oh, me too. Like, was it an Omaima Nelson situation with just a couple of days or like Jeffrey Dahmer when he just like had things in his freezer in his fridge and it was just ongoing? Like, right? Like, snacks they said here she and meals was in there. Containers, so. I know. Exactly. How so long is he keeping that fresh? <laughs> I don't know. Sorry, it's terrible. I'm it's just uncomfortable. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, yeah. that was so. Thank you. <laughs> That's certainly <laughs> definitely bizarre. That was certainly bizarre. Yes. Excellent. Yes. All right. Well. Awesome. Well. <laughs> Yes. Let us know what you think about the episode. And if you see a story we should cover, make sure to send it in. You can email us at murderedmerlot at gmail.com. You can find us at Facebook at Murder and Merlot Podcast, Instagram at Murder and Merlot Podcast, and Twitter at Murder and Merlot One. You can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Spotify, and pretty much anywhere else you can find podcasts. We would love if you subscribed. And if you don't, you're dead to me. And remember to drink wine. Because it's not good to keep things bottled up. Bye. Bye.